hello welcome back i would like to use a short clip of lester holt i think he's nbc nightly news uh in which he says that um journalism is doing a great job the news is doing a great job uh the clip's about 50 seconds long and i will comment afterwards and tell you why this man is a buffoon is overrated. Well, before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. That the sun sets in the west is a fact. Any contrary view does not deserve our time or attention. Decisions to not give unsupported arguments equal time not a dereliction of journalistic responsibility or some kind of agenda. In fact, it's just the opposite. Providing an open platform for misinformation, for anyone to come say whatever they want, especially when issues of public health and safety are at stake, can be quite dangerous. Our duty is to be fair to the truth. Holding those in power accountable is at the core of our function and responsibility. I should begin by apologizing for 58 seconds of Lester Holt. Um, title of this episode should be Taking One for the Team, which is basically what he did. Lester, we know it stings. Walk it off, turd. Lester Holt tried to explain why journalism should abandon objectivity. Um, and it occurred to me, if you focus on his words alone and remain completely disconnected from the events of like the past decade... As I mentioned, you can, you can almost hear echoes of Obama. Powerful language belongs in another era. doesn't describe accurately anything that's going on. Because what he did describe uh, is kind of a call to arms for a situation that doesn't exist. Basically, listening to him and what you take away from that is a litmus test. If you think he's correct, you probably aren't capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. Uh, I picture someone helping him write that little script by pretending they're in a prison camp run by Marxists or something, or conservatives. Maybe from inside of a furniture fort that he made in the living room. Now I'd like to use a different type of story to describe the way we've been walked and talked through this COVID problem. Imagine instead of it being COVID, it's a fire. Fire Marshal Bill, the top fire chief in America, is on a morning show on a television and tells everyone about a fire that just broke out in New York City. But he tells everyone in the country, the, the fire's not a big deal. There's nothing to worry about. It's less than a slab of ribs on the grill that's self-ignited, right? So he goes on to tell us that fire extinguishers won't help, won't do any good. This thing will just go away and that's it. Uh, don't listen to anybody else, especially the president. It's up to, so it's up to Americans to decide if that New York blaze has changed our lives now that it's, you know, rolled through the country for over a year. Personally, it's changed somewhat how I do things, but I never thought the price of everything they wanted to throw at it was worth it, especially since the ability to contain that New York City fire was abandoned early on by a lie on national television. To be fully all in with lockdown and masks suggests that you feel the entire country burned. To blame anyone but Fauci for that is myopic. By February 2020, many Americans, most of us, a lot of us have been trained to do just the opposite of what the Trump administration suggested just because of all that hate out there. 
if the president ever spoke up about something like this, about masks, whatever, it would be guys like Lester that would throw their clothes on over their pajamas, run to the studio, and put out a piece about how Trump was acting like a tyrant. They'd be screeching about it. So even when the president tried to shut down international travel and do some things, take some moves, early preemptive type stuff, um, until we figure out what was going on, they didn't go for it. They didn't want it. So, and there were many people in the federal government who fought tooth and nail to see that every Trump move was blocked. Let's not be hypocrites. There was a ton of hate following his election. It was every bit as infectious as Wuhan virus. So if you look back and you think the country burned because of Fire Marshal Bill telling us it was no big deal, I still don't understand why everybody's all pissed off at somebody else. This guy lied about masks because there weren't any, because there should have been. Now, it's kind of on the people around Trump to have said, hey, let's get, uh, let's get the production of these things going. But there were several orders put in, please, requests begging for PPE long before Obama left the White House. But there's only one bad guy in this. There's only enough room for one bad guy in our society. But I don't see anybody yelling at Fire Marshal Bill for letting everything burn down, if that's how bad you think it is, how bad you think it was. Part of me is kind of tired of hearing people having things both ways or all ways or three ways when they're kind of like mutually exclusive. And yeah, I'm a guy that has a podcast where I complain about a lot of things, but I'm not in a position of power. I have a hard time getting a dog to listen to me. And Lester wants to talk about fairness when we don't even have decency anymore. Because nobody really asks for fairness. Um, equating sunrise and sunset with with, as though one owns the science or the reality um, is pretty idiotic. I'd like to expand upon two specific situations. Molester thinks news reports should have license to shut down the non-Marxist viewpoint public health and safety. Lester even mentions the truth. Uh, and here's where his words fall far short, because when figureheads of the left deviate from scripts, Marxist scripts like the tearful plea of Dr. Walensky or the hammer and sickle response of other CDC officials, even Lester won't share that. So they only prop up their people when they're on script. So the truth is a la carte. Uh, to the man who's trying to school us on the truth. This suggests that COVID management is a carefully scripted event, not an informational, promotional, hey, get the word out and save lives kind of thing. Dr. Fauci's never been cornered on why he lied about the efficacy of masks and the seriousness of coronavirus when it mattered most, like before it went through the whole country. Public safety, huh? Let's get into the public safety. There's a special brand of ignorance uh, when you suggest the media's clued in to public safety. Let's go back. Let's go way back a little bit. Uh, the media promoted all police-involved shootings as racist brutality. Now, Barack Obama and wingman Eric Holder uh, sent politically motivated investigators to most of these cases when they were in there, the eight years. Well, Eric wasn't in there eight years. He got wingmanned out. Um, but they tried to find racist policing time after time. And they tried, uh, Michael Brown's was the first, I'm telling you, that is the inflection right there. Michael Brown's suicide by cop in Ferguson. 
uh, followed a little bit after. They kind of quelled. Um, then Alton Sterling, and they failed every time. Uh, why and how would the media think that they know what happened in those cases? Because they're telling us what happened. They're not saying wait for, wait for results of an investigation. They're telling us what happened for weeks or months. Every Marxist news network covered those events, uh, Michael Brown and Alton Sterling. And don't forget, after Alton Sterling, uh, we had a bunch of uh, black retaliation. We lost a lot of cops, and a bunch of civilians were maimed and killed as well because the media wouldn't stop saying this has to be racially motivated. So um, every police-involved shooting has been reopened several times, by the way. Um, it didn't help that the, the, the news networks were covering our event like uh, they were describing it as though police were hunting black men. But in the, in the following years, nearly every one of those areas had, uh, like a, it, once a Soros-funded prosecutor selected, that's it. They reopened, re, they reopened, they reopened. They've tried several times until they get a large settlement because in that settlement, the community just wants it to go away, the pain to go away. So they, they provide a settlement and then that goes into the news again as though it's a confession, like it's a victory that there was, they found some sort of, you know, uh, even though it's wrongful death, why would it be wrongful death? Uh, suicide by cop is not wrongful death. Um, so, they're trying to get these people big settlements, and they've been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But what what's pathetic is that you can win an election in America because of the demographics just by promising to change court decisions decided years earlier by others back when the details of that event are, were fresh. So how did these networks find the truth before it was ever decided? They didn't, but the news just devalued and demoted, they or fired to some pe in some people's minds. They fired the way our legal system works. Wait for the answer. They people can't wait. We don't wait. Don't worry. The media will get back to you with the truth someday if they don't have it right now. But they're going to tell you what the truth is until then. And maybe I missed this, but I think the media has utterly downplayed um, the foreign policy loss we just had with uh, China over Black Lives Matter. I don't know if any of you have caught that what, uh, that communication. Hearing the translators say we've had long-standing problems, such as Black Lives Matter, it was just like that was a boomerang. That is the biggest boomerang we've had so far under this Joe uh, Bryden administration. China called the bluff of racist policing, and now America has a weakened position to negotiate from. We're going to suffer. The communist country... China just supplied an honest outsider's opinion, and that is a total burn, but we won't hear anything about that. During his little spiel, Lester gave us a clue. He specifically stated the alternative view doesn't deserve equal weight and merit. So we aren't supposed to wait for a court's decision unless it's a Marxist judge or prosecutors have been selectively leaking or the network has retired experts uh, who will predict an outcome for months, winding people up. This is the kind of get out in front of something that sparks violence. 
these leftists get some people worked up or convince them how it's going to end. Uh, it's like Antifa. They were recruiting, and it's on tape, they, they were recruiting unstable people because they know they can get them to go in and do the unthinkable. And then they can deny accountability later and just chalk it off as um, mental illness. But when somebody with mental illness uh, commits a crime or kills somebody, it's the gun or the knife. Think about it. I don't recall the media, media sitting out on any of these things, which means they're always predicting based on the input of biased experts. They're always trying to stay a step ahead. They want that. We've got the news break here. So another thing he said was interesting, Mr. Lester. Unsupported arguments equal time. He won't give unsupported arguments. Well, every network hires federal prosecutors, retired experts, they pay big money uh, to people who were involved in the Russia hoax. We now see that they hyped that story for nearly four years because it made the baseless impeachment attempts, and they did it, they just shoved it through anyways because they're Marxists. Uh, it made it seem like a substitute victory. Gullible people tasted blood for years, and they wanted some kind of relief, and that's what the impeachments were. Many like myself knew I'd worked with the CIA and the FBI in the past, uh, Homeland Security. We knew how these agencies kind of operated. But we knew uh, when Obama was leaving the White House and they allowed the intelligence community to do things like they'd never done before, is basically to collude. We knew something was up. Do you remember what happened when people spoke out and said, hey, something must have happened with intelligence. Something went wrong. And um, we were conspiracy theorists back then. You remember that? It turns out we were right because that whole thing was a fiasco. Um, if it was such a great idea to keep America safer, to make those intelligence community, intelligence sharing regulations, uh, if it was a great idea, why didn't they do that day one, first term, instead of walking out the door? Hmm? Uh, yeah, our curiosity back then was conspiracy theory. I can't imagine what's going to happen the next time somebody says, hey, there's something afoot here. This is unusual. Um, the, kick, the, the pushback is going to be even worse. So I know we were, we were talking about unsupported arguments. And um, here's the thing, though. Uh, uh, the world we live on, uh, the world we live in, he, uh, he's, he's right. I kind of agree with him because Marxists are never going to support the Constitution because that's the world we live in. It's not good. But he's basically, what they're saying is, you're just going to have to suck it up in this world that we live in now. Uh, so the, these Marxists aren't going to support the Constitution or allow things to happen the way we've done for decades and centuries. We're never going back to that because they're not going to budge. So the world we live in is actually the one the media has created and has been shaping with lies or cricket silence for decades with... Now, it's had a blinding acceleration to where we are now over the last few years. Uh, I did an episode just uh, on public perception of the media's impact uh, on our trust and such just uh, a few days ago. The media is the biggest source of confusion and disinformation in the country because thousands of people said so. So, yeah, the world we live in is the one they've created, and it's garbage. It's Marxist garbage. So I have to agree with them on that. But... He's the one that wants to push that further where they want the Marxists want it to go. So uh, I'm not okay with that. Um, unsupported arguments. 
you know, remember the election fraud was ruled unsupported because for the first time in our country's history, judges refused to hear single case. Prosecutors, defend, they, they, they refused to set it up and even touch it. They refused to review evidence that would have suggested whether they should proceed or not. That should have been newsworthy. And when Marxism backfires, I hope there's a way to send these frauds a bill. Even climate change has been hoaxed. Okay, you either believe it, climate change, or you don't. But where's the science? Because I actually did the sciencing. I studied for four years, and they detail how human activity changes the planet, how we change the environment, and how the planet responds. The left hasn't answered why they're doing the um, conflicting agenda of bringing two to three million people to the United States every year when that specific migration is the cause of one of our fastest growing sources of greenhouse gas emissions. It's the science, but you won't hear him say it. Where's the coverage of these conflicting lies? The honesty at the border even. We're talking about people getting killed, raped, put into some kind of slavery, sex trafficked, uh, forced to carry drugs across to get in here in the first place. So it's, it's incredibly violent and dangerous travel they won't even talk about it. Here's what happened that's really interesting. The uh, members of Congress, several members of Congress, traveled to the border and actually started taking some video and some photos. That's Congress. The other branch, the executive, forced these members to delete that evidence before they would leave. So they're not allowing... Imagine if this was under President Trump. The executive is telling the Congress, you no longer have the power of oversight. You no longer may review our actions. Sounds kind of like China to me. But when there's a Marxist in the White House, I guess it's okay. So, well, here, Lester. Lester, Lester, Lester. Here's the sunsets in the West equivalent for you. Okay, let's just talk about this. Somebody, some group, committed seditious conspiracy, treason, sedition, whatever you want to call it, between 2016 and 2020. It was either the Trump team, that group, or the group of FBI, DOJ, State Department, and other federal agencies. Now, by its conclusion, more than 200 people had worked on the Russia investigation. If there was no evidence, those federal agencies committed treason. If there was evidence on Trump team, Trump people, those agencies covered up treason, which necessitates misprision of treason charges. Why has the Russia investigation been handled diff uniquely, differently? Federal investigators do their work with lawyers, making sure they, that they aren't breaking the law. The lawyers keep them out of trouble and ensures that the case, they can secure convictions, right? Because if investigators engage in you know, prosecutorial misconduct, the case can get thrown out. So they're there to make sure that they can get the grand slam. Or sometimes in the case of Andrew Weissman and Robert Mueller, they're there to make sure they can take down political opponents. Um, so prosecutors, typically like the DOJ, would review and determine how likely a case is that, that they can secure those convictions. We know there is an absurd amount of communication between the FBI and DOJ with the Russia hoax. So the people at those agencies have become so political that not one of the 200 plus, I've seen as many as 250 in some sources, I never really looked into it, 
have ever asked, where's the evidence? Can you imagine being in the working in an office and you have a, a role, a duty to play kind of like an assembly line of an investigation and somebody hands you a folder and you say, hey, where's the evidence? Um, and the guy leans in and says, there isn't any. Just pretend like there isn't. Sign off on it. More than 200 people in three hateful years. So let's add the evidence of misconduct in the FBI and DOJ. Where does the sun set on that in a Marxist next network studio molester? The precedent you set suggests if you don't like where it sets, you won't cover that story. Take care, everybody. God bless. <laughs>